Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. So today on the Sense of Soul, we're super excited to have Natha Campanella. She is a professional writer, a mother, a teacher, an astrologer, and an intuitive guide. Natha also hosts a podcast called Star Narratives. Fun facts about her is that she has a Taurus sun, a Pisces moon, and a Capricorn rising. She is an Enneagram four, which I am as well. She is the mom of two teenagers, and her primary love language is also the same as mine. It's acts of service. We also have in common that we're both sober. She has been sober since 2016. Congratulations on that, and welcome to Sense of Soul. I love it. I'm so glad to be here. I, I feel like the three of us have a lot in common that is kind of blowing my mind. So I'm psyched to get to talk. (laughs) And speaking of things in common, you are right here in our home state of Colorado. Where are you exactly located? So I'm in Boulder, Colorado, and I was actually born and raised here. And then I moved away for several years, but now I've been back for like 20 years. It seems like we always come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm born and raised here too. I also um, saw that we both graduated from Metro. I'm actually wearing my Metro sweatshirt today because my son plays baseball there. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I know. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about your credentials because they're pretty uh, fabulous. Well, so interestingly enough, I went to school for metalsmithing and jewelry design and had a jewelry business for a lot of years and really liked it a lot until all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, I don't want to be selling a product anymore. And, and I, don't, I couldn't even really explain why that was or what it was, but I do feel like it was, you know how we get these like messages that don't make any sense to us about our lives. And we're like trying to resist and trying to pretend and like, oh, I don't want to do that. But ultimately closing down my jewelry business was what led me into life coaching and then into astrology. So I loved doing it while it lasted, but it was just not in alignment anymore. And now working with people is what's way more in alignment. We get a lot of guests on here that were like going through these corporate jobs that absolutely were crushing their souls or that they were in a bad place in a relationship and then they get this sign from the universe that's like, hello, um, it's time for you to move on to something else. And it doesn't seem like that was your case. Your case was you were, you were doing something that you loved, you went to school for, and you were doing amazing things with it. And the universe was like, hello, it's time to move on to something else. I mean, when you're getting pulled away from something that you're doing, that you're doing well, and the universe does that, how do you listen to yourself? How do you, and how do you listen to the universe and know that it's time to move on? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question, especially for right now, because that is one of the predominant things that is happening for all of us through 2020 and 2021 is that we're all getting messages about what needs to change in our life. And even messages that are meant to really lead us into a higher place for what is more in alignment. I think a lot of us operate from really old programming. We have these ideas that, you know, this is what success means. Like you go to school and you spend all of this money on an education. And so therefore you should use that for the rest of your life. And that's what a successful person does. So it is, it can be really confrontational. And I bet everybody listening can come up with at least one example in their life from the past, let's just say year and a half, where you've gotten this sort of idea that like, wow, something really needs to change here. And it, you might find some resistance because it's like, no, but I put in all this work or you know, no, the kids are supposed to be at school or we have to keep paying this expensive car because we, you know, whatever the messaging is, the more that you can really tune into what is it, like, what is the message here? And for me, the message was it didn't feel in alignment to be selling products. With my jewelry, I would engrave or stamp a power word into the back of the jewelry so that you would be wearing a word like flourish, for example, against your skin. And I use sort of the principles of, I can't remember even like the name of the author, but there's a book where he talks about when you pray over water and then freeze it, it makes beautiful ice crystals. 
Whereas if you stand over water and you use ugly, nasty um, words, then you freeze it and it forms these blobs, right? So my idea always was like, ooh, let's wear really powerful words against our skin and it will kind of help. And I knew that was like the essence of what I was supposed to be doing, something like that. But it was no longer about selling a product and having to advertise and do all of this stuff that it takes to sell a product. And it took a long time. Like I always kind of jokingly felt like it was like, it almost felt like a divorce for me um, ending that business. It took me about three years worth of dragging my feet, but the messages were just like, they wouldn't leave me alone. And I would find that even though I loved what I was doing, I would be down in my studio, really distracted and having customers show up that were really difficult and ruining stuff. Cause when you're working with fire and metal, you melt stuff. And it was just one little message after another. So if you're in that place where you too are getting one little message after another, you know, kind of zoom out and think, well, what is, if I was going to distill what I really want to be doing and what the mm -hmm. purpose of making this change would be, what would that, what would I come up with? And does it feel like it's in alignment? Does it feel like it would be something that would make me more passionate and joyful? And if mm -hmm. so, then you move in that direction. I love how you brought up like that these difficult customers were coming in because like those are all signs. And if we have that awareness, that's really solid um, guidance. Thank you. I will tell you that happened to me the other day. I recently started waiting tables again on the side and I was like, God, I just don't feel like this is for me. Like, I know I need the money, but it just, I don't align with this anymore. I need a burning bush. I need a sign. Let me just tell you my very first table. I had a tray of 10 drinks and I walk over and the guy backs up into me and dumps all 10 drinks down my shirt. And I'm like, okay, God, you didn't have to be so dramatic. <laughs> but unfortunately I'm a Taurus, so I need very dramatic signs. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So you're a Taurus. When's your birthday? So my birthday is May 4th. Do you feel that people who have birthdays the exact same day have like strange connections? Have you ever felt that? You know, there's a lot in common simply because when you share like certain planets with other people, there's a resonance, right? Like okay. the three of us with all three of us have a Taurus sun. And that means that, you know, in whatever way Taurus, that Taurian energy kind of impacts our life, we're all going to have our experience of that. So it's like, yeah, there's resonance. Like we get each other. We understand each other, certainly mm -hmm. with people that are born in the same like time period in the same year then the astrology is going to be very close. There'll be a lot of resonance. Although I have found that sometimes people, it kind of goes either way. You can share a birthday or share like a week period with somebody and they can really trigger and drive you crazy. Or you mm. can like really just fall in love with them and have so much resonance. And I think it just depends on like how much of yourself you're seeing in the other person and whether you like what you're seeing or whether you're like, ah, I don't, I don't like that mirror view of myself. Coincidentally met two people this week who have my birthday. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. And, and I always think it's strange and special in some way. And, I, and like, I never forget them, you know? Yeah. I love on your website how you said that, and I'm going to read word for word. It says astrology comes in and, and can provide the comforting reassurance that everything is happening for the ultimate growth. It explains the meaning. It says, hey, you're not this big fuck up. And because astrology is neutral and objective, we can usually actually hear the message. What a relief. Talk about that. What is this relief that we can get by understanding our charts? Well, I mean, the first time that I ever had an astrology reading, that was what I felt was relief because she was going in and kind of dissecting saying, you know, it looks here like you're going through this huge period of growth and really you have free will. You do not have to go through the period of growth. If you don't want, you can remain exactly where you are. And my first reading, I was going through a divorce and I was leaving my husband and it was a really hard decision. Like I, I had so much doubt about whether I was doing this or not doing this, but hearing that from her really made me see like, okay, so if I'm in a period of growth and I want to use it to sort of up level, then what is the choice? Like, is the choice to stay 
in a situation in a relationship that I know is not working anymore? Or is the choice to really walk through the fire and move toward a place of more freedom? And it almost felt like permission to me. Like the idea was I'm doing this for really for my soul growth. And it's true, you know, that was 13 years ago. It was really, really hard, right? It was one of the most difficult time periods of my life, but the freedom that I have now, and a lot of it for me just came down to like boundary work, right? Like I was a chronic people pleaser, always doing everything that everybody asked of me. And I was exhausted and resentful and it wasn't working. And part of my process was that I had to like go through something where I disappointed everybody. I pissed everybody off. Nobody could understand. I had to deal with all this anger, all this resentment that came at me. And you know what? It was like, I didn't die at this point. I have, you know, the love coming in in other ways. And so it was something that I really needed to go through to experience so that I could, you know, I work with tons of clients right now who are going through that and they're going, they're not saying this literally, but they're essentially like, oh my God, am I going to die if everybody hates me? And it's like, no, you're not. And I can say that from a place of having gone through it. Yeah. Um, I feel like your message was meant for me. I mean, that was powerful because I'm in the heat of it currently. Girl, I have so much respect for women that have walked out of marriages that have children. And I never, never knew just how hard it was. Wow. It's so hard. But I love that you said it was for soul growth because that's, that's truly a hard thing to explain to people. Like it's like this deeper calling. It's not because of resentment or hate. It's actually because of love, but people have a hard time understanding that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it's like you, if you were, or if any of us were to stay in a relationship or a job or stay living in a house that was keeping us constricted, keeping us smaller. You know, it's that always that idea of trying to fit yourself into a tiny box. You can't do anything in a tiny box, right? So eventually you have to start like tapping on the glass and breaking the glass, and then you have to get out of the box and it's a whole process. But, you know, you came here, we all come here to have this potential to grow and expand and learn and evolve. And a lot of that we have to do through healing our shadow and healing our wounding. But how do you heal your wounds when you're just like, I'm too scared of pissing everybody off or I'm too scared of hurting this person. So therefore I'm going to remain small. I'm going to remain constricted. Yeah. Wow. That's a good point. Shannon and I always go back to awareness, awakening and shedding conditions starts with awareness. And you talk about astrology doing just that. And I heard a lot of things in your podcast about the Taurus in the Garden of Eden about that. And especially for Taurus, it helps you to bring that self-awareness and awareness into your body. Can you talk about how astrology does that? Yeah. So in astrology, all of the planets and asteroids are assigned human archetypes. So by examining the way that those archetypes show up in your chart, meaning what sign they're in what house they're in. Houses are the areas of life. The sign is sort of almost like the costume that you wear, right? If the planet or asteroid is the performer, the sign is the costume and the house is the set, right? So you can imagine that we all come in with these sort of set things and then we act them out. And the beauty of knowing your astrology is that it does help you to bring awareness. It helps you to understand like, how am I acting this out? What, what is this How am I doing this? And then once you understand it, then you can say, okay, this is happening. This is up in my experience and I'm doing this thing. And with astrology, we can always strive towards the higher side of it, or we may find ourselves being in the shadow side of it. So each archetype has a set of like difficulty that goes with it and a set of like, this is what we want. So we can vacillate between anywhere on the spectrum, sometimes several times a day, but it is so interesting to realize, like I'm sort of in my shadow right now, sort of acting that out. And how do I bring the awareness to it? So then I'm not stuck in the shadow. I can actually do the work that needs to be done to move towards the more integrated side. So each of us have a set kind of like blueprint based on where we're born, what time, 
you know, where the planets are and the constellation and all that good stuff. Then what I found was interesting is how you can still kind of work with these other signs to be able to kind of understand relationships and also where you might need to balance. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have every sign in our chart. You know, we're not just immune. If we look at it like it's a whole cohesive system, we all have all of the pieces of the system that we're working with. Some of them are much stronger. Like for example, all of us having Taurus sun, that Taurus archetype is a very strong, firm one for us in our experience. But, you know, the sun is in the sky all the time. And every time that the sun goes into a new sign, all of us kind of begin to work with the energy of that sign in the same way that we all have every planet and every sign captured in our chart somewhere. You know, what caught me was thinking about like the ruler of Taurus. Is it Ceres is the Mm -hmm. ruler of Taurus? Venus as well. But yeah, Ceres is what you're talking about for sure. Both of them. Yeah. I never really heard about the asteroid aspect of how it affects you. And what does that mean? What does that mean as far as the ruler of Taurus? Ceres is a really important asteroid. I always love reading Ceres in people's charts because Ceres is about, in many ways, it's our relationship to our body. And the sign Taurus is also very much about the body. If we're saying like, here's the archetype of how Taurus might show up in your life, Taurus is about abundance and how we create abundance in our life, whether that's money or love or talents or self-worth, things that we want, but that a lot of times we feel like, eh, I don't have that. Ceres adds another layer onto it. Ceres is about far more about the way that we tend to our bodies, the way that we nurture and care for our bodies. So we can look at series in a chart. You know, if I have a client that comes to me and says, you know, I'm working with some physical stuff, like, or or I'm trying to eat better and I can't, there are some things that I don't understand about my relationship to my body or to my money, et cetera. We can look at series in the chart and get some really good ideas for, okay, here's what you're working with. And I think it's, you know, good to say that we are born with these blueprints and that in a, in a way feels very faded, but we always have free will. So we actually get to decide whether we're going to up level, whether we're going to stay still and fixed or whether we're going to like go down to a little bit of a um, more difficult place. And so with series, we can say, okay, here's, here's what you're looking at. Here are the tendencies. Here's what could go wrong. Here's what could go right. And then it's up to you to sort of make those choices and develop that awareness about how you want to go moving forward. So do we all three have series in our chart? Do all Taurus have series in their chart? Yep. Everybody has, okay. everybody has series in their chart. Okay. So are there um, other, so I didn't even, yeah, like, like Mandy, I had no idea that like asteroids were part of this. Well, a lot of astrologers will only read planets, but uh-huh. I learned um, to read asteroids in charts. And I really like it, especially for right, women. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients are women. The asteroids lend this whole extra layer of information because most of the planets have masculine properties right? And so we read a chart and it's like all, all this masculine stuff, but as we know, women are so multi-layered, right? And so to take what, what can feel like very masculine energy and try to use it to explain anything that can go on in a feminine or females experience. I like the asteroids for that because, you know, and I read for four extra asteroids, well, five, including Chiron, um, but Chiron is more masculine in nature, but the asteroids just like, they really help nail it. And, you know, not everybody has really uh, prominent asteroids in their chart. So some people are going to have like a really big series where it's like, hey, it's all going to come back down to the body in this lifetime for you, right? The more that you can understand your body and what's going on, the better. The asteroids are weighted, right? Some people have much stronger. Not everybody does, but 
Well, it definitely spoke to me because it was spot on for me. Just my whole life, I had my self-worth kind of based on my physical body. And then the piece that you talked about of Taurus with the importance of the self-care and bringing the awareness through. You also said Ceres is kind of this mothering sign. And so is the moon. The moon is the, is the water sign. So I would, you know, and I'm speaking like a kindergartner because I don't know this stuff very well. But those were the two things that really stuck out for me and brought me a lot of clarity. And that they are about self-love, like bringing self-love to the world and to people's awareness, which that is exactly what Mandy and I do. So I love that. It was the first time I actually heard self-love like incorporated into that sign. So I was like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I knew well, the moon is the emotional mother. So the way that we perceived our mother in terms of how she handled our emotions, how she treated us emotionally, and then Ceres is the physical mother. So the same thing, but like how we were touched and held and fed. And we learned so much from that, right? Our caretaker, primary caretaker, and how she treats our body, how she attunes to our emotions. And so if we have wounding around our mothering and you know, I always say like our mothers are humans. They did the best they could really. But a lot of us had mothers that were themselves wounded. And so then we end up kind of thrown out into the world. And our, one of the jobs of being in a place of more awareness is figuring out like, what are the wounds that I'm still carrying that I need to heal? So then we move into being the mother to ourselves. How do I need to emotionally mother myself? How do I need to physically mother myself? How would I do it differently? What did I need that I didn't have? How can I bring that to myself? And a lot of that is really based in self-love. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Shanna bought me a book for my birthday that kind of is like a beginner's guide to astrology that was suggested to us. I think that it's one of the topics that can be very overwhelming at first, but we have to remember, just keep it simple and just learn step by step because there are so many layers. Yeah. I always say, start with your sun and your moon, you know, get into your chart, get a free copy of your chart. They, you can get them anywhere online. You just need your birth date and time of birth and location and begin to, you know, start with Google search, but Google is not going to give you all of the info. So then you can start looking in books because books are even better than Google. And then eventually when you're ready, find a professional astrologer. And I always say, you know, when you're looking for a professional astrologer or a reader or anybody that you're going to be working with in a very personal way, you want to make sure that they're an energetic match, at least for me and for my clients, I do not want to give you some idea that's going to scare you that's going to say, you know, you're doomed or this terrible thing's going to happen. I don't do that because my God, we can all imagine the worst on our very own without somebody that's in a position of power telling us, right. But some astrologers will do that. There are some astrologers and readers and psychics that will tell you, you know, you have some big illness coming next year. So I always encourage you like really spend some time on the website of the astrologer and read through their stuff, go to their Instagram and just get a sense how they interpret. And yeah. then once you find one and get a reading, like again, mind blown, right? <laughs> well, I think what's beautiful about you is you also do intuitive reading. So if you combine the two, how powerful you say you get these downloads and they're not coming from your brain. Yeah. I mean, so I know the astrology really well. There was an astrologer who said this quote, this is not my quote. I wish I could remember who it was, but basically said the chart acts like the elder in the room, right? So you go into your astrology chart and it's like this objective, straightforward information about the potential that you have and also the potential for crises that's there. And this is just strictly by reading the astrology. But what happens for me when I'm reading a chart is a lot of times the things that come into my brain to say, it's not like my brain is sitting there like calculating, okay, well, X plus Y equals Z. Therefore, here's your answer. It's more like I'll be saying, okay, so 
you know, what's happening with your career? Do you feel like it's a time for change? And they'll say, yes. Oh my God. And then I'll keep translating. And after a reading, I'll be like, I have no idea why I said that. Where did that even come from? But it was information that was obviously really spot on for what they needed to hear. So it's sort of like the objective elder in the room, whoever that elder is, whether it's God or a higher power or, you know, whatever it is that's coming in to say, here's what this person needs to hear right now. So it's amazing now because of technology. I mean, I'm sure that that kind of gave an advantage for everyone to be able to access astrology where prior to, you know, being able to look this up on the computer, you had to actually go seek somebody who possibly was doing it a lot differently. How, I mean, originally we were, we're lining stars up and God, how did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That seems like very complicated if you didn't have a computer to do it, but can you tell Mandy and I like where ours? Cause I mean, I'm very curious about this asteroid. Yeah. I mean, I can interpret series in both of your charts if you're down for that. Yeah, I, I would be most appreciative. I'm very curious. Okay. So before, before I start, I just want to say that all of these planets and asteroids have mythology behind them. And so okay. a lot of times we're looking at the mythology of the asteroid, for example. So the mythology of Ceres is one where she was a mother and her daughter Persephone mm-hmm. got stolen by Pluto, who was the Lord of the underworld. He kidnapped her. He brought her down into to be the queen of the underworld. So Ceres was left trying to figure out what happened to her daughter. Where did she go? What happened? And she ended up really falling into a deep state of depression once she realized that her daughter had been stolen by Pluto. And so part of the mythology is around Ceres being the, when she fell into the depression, she let everything die. She was the goddess of the cultivated land, of the flowers and the fruits, and she let everything die. And that is how we have the story of the seasons, right? So then she ends up bargaining and getting Persephone back for about six months out of the year. And that was when summer came back and we were able to plant and grow. So Knowing that as the background for series, what happens with the series in our charts is it's very much about the garden, our physical garden. How are we tending to it? What did we lose as children, right? So there is a sense of loss. So what I'll say for you, Shanna, is that your series is in the sign of cancer. So that means that what you really needed as a young child, as a baby, was a mother who was very, very nurturing very much tended to you, very much attuned to your needs, was able to, you know, she knew when it was a dirty diaper versus when you were hungry, what the cries meant. Looking at your series, it's not making super difficult connections to other planets, which would make me think, oh my God, she definitely didn't get that. But my guess is that there were probably some ways that you didn't get that, right? You didn't feel particularly attuned to, you didn't feel totally like, nurtured and nourished in the way that your little soul would have wanted. So then you come into adulthood and now really what it's about for you is how can you be as cancerian in nature? Cancer is a sign of emotions, right? It is the sign that is ruled by the moon. So for you, the directive is like, how can you attune to yourself? How can you be a good mother to yourself? How can you read your emotions? and make physical decisions based on tending and nurturing? How can you be very soft? How can you be very protective with yourself, with your body, with what you put into your mouth, with the ways that you rest your body, the ways that you experience pleasure? So tell me whether that feels like you, whether you can resonate to that. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh my God, that was amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it was very important for me to know about this little asteroid flying by my moon that night. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that is sort of like, if I was going to give you homework, it's like, okay, so, and here's what I always say with series, when you are having physical issues and you're feeling like, oh my God, my body isn't cooperating the way that I wish it would. Um, the question is like, are you tending to yourself? Are you giving yourself time to rest and sleep and retreat and 
Um, well, no, who has time for that shit? <laughs> but you know what's happening is that my body's like, listen, you're either going to do it or I'm going to freaking shut down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Shanna? I think that you have all those things she was talking about. You have attended to, you've learned to mother yourself. You've learned to sit with your emotions in your body. The piece that you have not tended to is what you put into your body. And that's the last layer. And your body is letting you know right now. Can eat bread, can eat sugar, can barely drink coffee. I mean, anything that I like, I can't eat. And I keep trying to eat this freaking leftover cake for my kid's birthday. And every time I'm about to die. It's the only area that you haven't really looked at. And your body is letting you know, girlfriend. Yeah. That's the last layer of your evolution. Oh, great. (laughs) And then I'm dead. (laughs) She finally ate good and then she died. No, that's not what I mean. I just mean it's the one area you haven't looked at. I I love it. (laughs) So Mandy, let's look at your series. So your series is in the sign of Gemini. So this is an air where Shanna had uh, water. So where Shanna's body stuff is going to be fairly emotionally driven, yours is going to be a little bit more like air signs are a little bit more intellectual. And one of the difficulties of having series in an air sign is that it can, you can feel kind of disconnected from your body because there's a sense of there's so much mental activity going on that your head is like the balloon and your body is like the string. So one of the big things for you to remember is that you want to stay in communication with your body. And that means that sometimes you have to like consciously bring all of the mental activity, you have to like slow it down and you have to do things that are going to bring you back into your body. So even just like feet on the floor and noticing that. So what I see a lot of times with series and air signs, like you have is a forgetting, right? Sometimes like, oh, I've had to pee for three hours and I haven't noticed it or wow, have I eaten today? Or wow, have I just been sitting here like eating mindlessly? And now I've eaten like the whole thing of chips. So for you, like the thing that you needed from your mom was you needed a mom that was going to like be communicative with you. Gemini is a sign of I'm right here with you. I'm looking in your eyes. I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm reflecting back. So it is a communication. It's also a sense of having somebody that would have described the world to you. Hey, this is what happens when this this is what happens when this, it, it would appear that you didn't get that. And you have very strong mother energy in this chart, meaning your moon and your series are connected to each other. They're at odds though. They don't understand each other very well. So you might've felt you maybe had two different versions of your mom. I want to stop there for a sec. How is that landing? Can you make sense of it? All of it. Okay. My mom was wonderful, but she was very very busy. She was a multitasker doing a million things at a time. So I got the nurturing piece, but I never got that. I'm here with you. I'm listening or I'm, I'm, we never went deep with any communication. And I definitely uh, like to overthink everything. When I went to get into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I tried to intellectually rearrange those steps instead of sitting with it and listening and being present, putting my feet on the ground. And it wasn't until I was able to get into my body and just be present and listen that the sobriety and those steps resonated with me. And that's an area, every area of my life. I freaking love (laughs) chips and I'll eat a whole damn bag and then I'll go, whoa, where did the bag go? So yes, it was spot on. No. And she leaves her shoes every time she comes to my house. She walks out without her shoes. I'm like, dude, your shoes. Totally. That and is such a, yeah. <laughs> and has always done that. Yeah. Yeah. Chips are very airy in nature, by the way. Cake for you, Shanna, is very like emotionally soothing for both of you with your Taurus. And, and you guys have so much Taurus in your chart. You guys, when you were born, cause you're born so close to each other, there were six planets in Taurus when you were born. Wow. So both of you have predominant Taurus energy and the Taurus energy, really, there's such a call to remember to come back into your body, right? Like, okay, what is happening with my body? What messages are my body telling me? 
And then, uh, of course, we will resist those messages because Taurus likes to do things that Taurus thinks it should do as opposed to what anybody else or the body is telling us to do. God, this is so true. This is so crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so to, like that. To us, it is. To her, it's not because she's like, oh, I'm, I've been studying this for a long time. But I, mean, I know, but she's to- a Taurus. She <laughs> feels it too. Both of you have really strong. So there's a line in the chart that's about ancestry and lineage and mothering yourselves, right? Like being a mom and both of you have really strong mothering planets resting right there. And so this says to me that you, both of you have come in to really like transcend some of what has come down the female line for you, right? In terms of things that were difficult for your moms or for your grandmas and They've kind of landed in your lap, but you guys both have the invitation, if you want, to heal some of those aspects, not necessarily pass the same things onto your kids, but really have a more integrated experience. Well, I mean, I don't know if you listen to our podcast or, (laughs) I mean, but that's like my whole deal. That's the only way I connected with my body. I've been working with my ancestry. That's my biggest, that's Shanna. So Shanna has built many ancestral workshops. It's been her purpose. And when you said it landed in her lap, oh boy, did it. And she's done a lot of work on saying no more. Wow. Yeah. The women, it's all about the women in my family. That's, I mean, it's everything. Who knew that was in the stars? I didn't even know that. No one's ever told me that. Thank you. (laughs) Right. And you see how validating it is, right? Because you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. So now, you know, anytime that you're bumping up against Difficulty in relationship with either your own mom, your own history, you're mothering yourself, mothering your kids. Both of you know that part of the, the big work that you guys are doing here is how do I see what's here? How do I process it? How do I digest it? How do I eliminate that which I don't want? How do I make grow that which I do want? So, well, I think it's very interesting to me that. My sign is very airy because I've had lung problems my whole life. All of my near-death experiences have been around air because I don't stop to be present in my body and breathe. <gasps> yeah. Wow. You know, I had a woman come into my home in my recovery. She was an occupational therapist and she said, you don't breathe. Just stop and be present. I live from my heart and from my feelings. And so if I'm in a conversation with anyone and it's emotional, I forget to be present in my body and I forget to put my feet on the ground and I let my emotions get the best of me. So all of this is very much resonating. These are areas that, you know, you need to work on as well so that, you know, the good and the bad, you know, there's both. And so I was under the impression that like, whenever you would get a reading, it meant that what they were saying was what you currently were like. It also will show you what you need to strive for. When I do a chart reading with people, we tend to go pretty deep, pretty fast because I (laughs) am amazing. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, we all want to know, like, we all want to know what's great, but we also want to know like, okay, what is holding me back here? Right. What's holding me back? What do I need to look at and give some attention to? Because when we're feeling yucky, (laughs) we want the answers. And astrology can just give you some really clear and concise answers. It doesn't mean that they're easy. You know, Mandy, for me to say like, Mandy, you need to remember to breathe. I mean, even though that sounds really simple, it's really hard, but at least now if you know, like, okay, I need to breathe, right? Shanna, like, okay, I need to like really be soft and sweet with myself. And at the same time, also be a little bit of that kind of mom, right? If your kid had an allergy to sugar, you would not feed your kid sugar. And when we're doing it to ourselves, we're like, eh, I'm a little wavery on that. I think I'll eat the sugar. And then we suffer and then we beat ourselves up. So you could even use this to look at how to connect on a deeper level with sex or relationships, yeah. um, with food, hobbies, activities, job choices. Like what other things come to your mind? Yeah, I mean, with any area of life, right? Whether it's spirituality, whether it's society, your deep emotions, your relationship to pleasure and fun, who you are, your relationships, the ways that you get in your own way, the inner critic, really anything. 
it's interesting to me to think on a sobriety level. So really you can look at this and figure out those triggers that you would have that would make you want to pick up and what those tendencies and where they come from. Yeah, absolutely. And I have been really lucky to do a number of charts for people in the sober community. And it's usually pretty obvious. They usually have a lot of earth in their chart and earth is Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, and earth is um, very critical, self-critical, right? And there's usually a lot of water and the water tends to be boundaryless. So what I see, and this was definitely true for me in my experience, is that the combination of being boundaryless, and what I mean by that is feeling other people's stress. So being super intuitive, if my mom, for example, was in a bad mood, I would take it personally. And it would be like all about how do I get her out of the bad mood? Should I be smiley? Should I be sweet? And so I took on this extra layer of taking responsibility for other people's stuff. And then I also had this super loud inner critic voice in my head that was always telling me I was doing something wrong. And you know what? That's a perfect recipe for needing to get the hell out. And for me, alcohol was a great way to get the hell out. But ultimately what I realized is like, no, that was was a totally not a good way to get the hell out. What I needed to do was learn better boundaries with myself and my own inner critic and also around taking on other people's stuff. But I see that a lot in people who have gotten sober in their charts. Mm, You just described me. Yeah, yeah, including you, Mandy. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your chart here and you have, you have all the markers, right? Yeah. So I have a question for you, kind of going back to the charts and stuff that have always really confused me. I never understood. What the hell is a node? Node? node. <laughs> yeah. So we each have a oh. north and a south node. And they're, okay. planets. they're just points in the sky, mathematical points, and it connects to the orbit of the moon. Okay. Right. So, but the South node explains a lot about what we came in with in terms of past life experiences, things that that we still have. And then the North node talks about the soul evolutionary path and what our souls came in here to learn. Okay. So how would it show past lives on there? Well, you would look primarily at the South node Okay. um, and how the South node is interacting with the other planets. And it doesn't give you like the actual... It just gives you the potentials and really more of like the energetic flavor that you were working with. And then the other one that I was curious is the Chiron. That's the wounded healer. So Chiron tells us a lot about the wounding that we experienced when we were younger and what we are here to Chiron. It's an asteroid or it's It's another asteroid. Yeah. It's like kind of a planetoid. It's a really big asteroid. So it's like, they call it a planetoid. (laughs) Okay. There's so many different aspects of astrology. Yeah. And I mean, it just blows me away. I think that's why Mandy and I both, we look at these charts and we saw these lines and we're like, oh, fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. No. You could just tell me (laughs) what it is. I'm just so confused. Looking at mine right now, because I was just curious about some of the things that I've always wanted to know that I didn't understand. Yeah. Even the MC, what is MC? That is called the Midheaven. And that is basically what was right up above in the sky when you were born. And that rules your career. That talks a lot about, yeah, about what you're here to do career-wise, but also like what you're kind of aspiring to do in your life. Okay. So mine's in Gemini. Knowing a little bit about Gemini, that's the kind of thing I would consider. Basically, it's saying that for you, when it comes to career, for example, if we're just going to say straight up career, you will do the best in a career where you can connect with people Mm. where you're really, it's one-on-one and you're really able to have conversations. You're able to have almost like verbal connection, but it's a deeper than that, right? It is a sense of like connection, right? So like this podcast, for example, is a really Gemini thing. Now you also have your series in your 10th house. So bringing in a sense of working with your body, maybe working with other women and their relationships to their mothers. I mean, you're doing it 
Okay, so I, I'm I'm following the blueprint according to what you <laughs> See, know so far. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's it seems like for it. the care for the body, right? <laughs> well, we have to learn how to do these things for ourselves before we're really good at helping other people do them, right? Wow, it's all so fascinating. I mean, it might be hard for someone to wrap their head around this and go, I don't understand. I don't understand how this goes back to, I mean, the beginning of time and the history of astrology that they were just using the constellations to guide their boats over the ocean. And then now you're telling me that it can help me figure out if this should eat Pringles or not. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's such a powerful tool that people get scared of because of the layers of it. So I love bringing it back to that. Keep it simple, silly. So thank you for reminding us. Just start with your moon sign. Just do you have any books that you suggest for people that want to learn more about astrology? Yeah. I mean, I love Stephen Forrest and his sort of basic book is the inner sky. He's great. He's so eloquent. He really can break it down for you in ways that are very simple. Astrology is a massive map. And if you try to understand it all at once, you're going to feel really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So start slowly. You know, in uh, sobriety, they always say for people to share their experience, strength, and hope when it comes to astrology, If you were to very shortly put what experience you've had with it and the hope you can leave for people that you have found through astrology, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I mean, astrology is just like sort of an organizational tool, not like it's this magical thing, but there's something that's really cool about looking at a personality archetype and saying, how much of this is me and how much of this is me when I'm having a stress response and how much of this is me when I'm actually feeling really good and excited And then just using that as a measuring stick for self-awareness. Like, yes, I can see, for example, with my moon, my tendency is to under stress to just check out, just go away, whether it's scrolling on my phone or it used to be drinking wine, eating M&Ms, right? Like I have to get out of here. Goodbye. But I notice because I know about my own astrology now, it's like I can see when I'm sitting there zoned out. I've been on Instagram for 45 minutes scrolling. And frankly, Instagram does not make me feel good. It makes me feel very icky. And I think that's just too much information, the quality of information. And for somebody that's really empathic, like probably most of us are, we're sucking in the the energy of people. But knowing that about myself, I can say, okay, I've just been on Instagram for 45 minutes and I feel like shit now. Uh, What's going on? And then I can say, all right, yeah, I had a really tough conversation with my sister earlier. Okay. Whereas before I would never have put that together. And then I would just relive basically that same experience, different people, different characters the next day. So with astrology, you know, you know, a little bit more about yourself and you just have that awareness that says, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Oh, this is here. Okay okay, how am I going to do it differently? You can change your experience in little bites like that. You know what I love? I love that we've had on uh, quite a few astrologers lately, but each one of you brings something so unique to the table and the way you say things are, is different and is going to help our listeners find someone who resonates with them. You really broke it down for me today and brought up some very amazing insights. So thank you. Yeah, this was super fun. I felt like I was just kind of hanging out like over coffee with you guys. <laughs> we totally should. Could you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can get a reading about your website, yeah. your podcast? Yeah, so you can find me on my website, which is nathacampanella.com. I also have an astrology ebook that's free to download there. So if you're like interested in astrology and you just want like a sort of concise little guide, you can find that. And then I'm on Instagram a lot um, at Natha underscore Campanella underscore astrology. And I'm on, on Facebook too, but not, I'm just not there as much. And then I have a podcast, Star Narratives. So really, if you put Natha, N-A-T-H-A into your Google, you'll probably find me because it's a strange name and there aren't many. It's a beautiful it. name. Where does it come from? <laughs> well, my parents were hippies. I mean, that's really the easiest way to explain it. And they were um, following a Sufi and they heard a chant that had that word in it and named me that. I spent many years really wishing that I had a more normal name, but I finally have come to terms with it. I like it now. (laughs) 
I love it. I think it's so beautiful. She's the product of a Boulder hippie. I mean, it's so true. (laughs) Very cliche. (laughs) No, it's amazing. So are your children going to say that about you someday? They're going to be like, well, my name's from my hippie astrology mom. They're, they're funny. I mean, I gave them relatively normal names, but they are very funny because I'm pretty alternative just in my approach to many things. And they're always slightly embarrassed to tell their friends stuff, but they tell their friends stuff and they're like, oh God, my mom, she'll bond with friends over like, your mom like wants you to take echinacea too when you're sick. Oh my God, mine too. But I think they love it. (laughs) Yeah. My kids are always talking crap to my face. And then when their friends have a problem, they're like, you know, you should really call my mom. She can do some energy work on you or she might have a stone for that. I mean, like really? (laughs) Yeah. I think I went over the top. My 16 year old texted me one night and she goes, mom, I have friends over. Will you quit drumming in your room and we can smell the sage. And I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah. Come join. (laughs) And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Okay, what's here? I think really one of the most important things, and this is coming from some astrology that's happening, is that we all have these comfort zones, but this is the year really to be so aware of where those comfort zones are holding you back and where they're not serving you anymore. And then really do the work to break yourself out of them. We always have a choice, right? And you can choose to stay small and contracted, but it's not going to do anything for your long-term contentment. So even when it's scary, even when it feels very confrontational to make an internal change, and it's not about trying to change other people's minds. It's just about what is right for me and my little family or my little group, whatever it is, whoever you're making decisions for, like what is right for us and especially for self and how do I move in that direction? Yeah, good shit. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Seriously, this was like one of the more relaxed and more fun interviews ever. So okay. I'm psyched. Good. That's, <laughs> that's kind of our vibe. You know, we get some people that want like details of how it's going to go. And we're like, we don't know. We have no yeah. idea. We don't we do that. We just want you to come on and talk and just let the universe guide it. you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.